0: It's that time of the week again to talk BYU football with BYU team captain Connor Pay. What went wrong against TCU from his perspective and what can change as they get ready for Texas Tech and homecoming this Saturday? We're talking about all of it next.
1: You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel right right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com. Dot com slash locked on to get started today please welcome in now a BYU team captain Connor pay for his weekly visit here on the podcast Connor how are you sir
1: Doing good, how are you?
0: Doing great uh, So obviously a, a disappointing loss against TCU on Saturday And we've talked in the past after the Kansas game You said that nobody takes these losses harder than you guys inside the building And I know fans are obviously going to take it hard But uh, just give me a sense What what did you make of what happened on Saturday?
1: I mean Embarrassing You know, it was kind of the, kind of the first thought you know, that comes to mind just to to go out and perform the way we did was just embarrassing for us Um, individually as a team, you know, for all the fans too. And so, I mean, it just, everything that could go wrong for us in that game kind of did. And, uh, you know, we kind of, throughout the season when the offense has struggled, the defense has stepped up and when the defense has struggled, the offense has stepped up and kind of, uh, you know, helped each other out, had each other's backs. And, you know, when you both go the wrong direction, that's, you know, it's kind of a tough thing. And, <clears throat> you know, obviously just have to keep moving forward. Life goes on. There's another game the next week, thankfully for us. And, you know, a chance to, a chance to bounce back and, you you know, perform better
0: now, contrary to popular belief, you guys did have a game plan going into this game. Uh, there were some uh, some erroneous uh, fans out there saying, did they just take the week off? No, they did not take the week off, folks. But uh, you mentioned the fact that it seems like at times one side of the ball can bow the other side up. But as you mentioned, when both seemingly backslide and struggle on any given day, that's the result. You you lose uh, big time 44 to 11, the final, obviously. Now, uh, when it comes to what the, uh, the plane ride home was like, I'm going to venture a guess that it was pretty quiet on that plane
1: uh yeah it definitely didn't have the same uh energy that you would after a win obviously but uh you know i mean one thing kalani definitely doesn't want is he doesn't want everyone silent and saying nothing the whole flight he's like look i want you guys to talk and interact so we can kind of start the process to to move past it um just because if you let it drag you down for days on end and TCU will beat you twice. And, uh, you know, we, it was, today was kind of our day to where, you know, we go through, it was not a fun day for anybody. Um, and, you know, you kind of have to go through, look at, look in the mirror first, um, you know, then look at your position groups and everything that went wrong there. And so I think that, that, process kind of started on the flight home because a lot of us uh a lot of us were able to access the game Mm -hmm. you know on the flight and get it on our ipads for the flight home and kind of just watching it and seeing everything that went wrong and you know guys obviously start talking about it there we got to do this we got to do this and so kind of that process you know already kind of began on the flight
0: so is that is that position group by position group? Is that you and your seatmates? Like, who, what were the conversations? Who were they amongst?
1: Well, I guess the guys that I sit by primarily are like uh, Kingsley and Paul and okay. Keaton and Isaac, and so just kind of as everyone kind of gets the film starts going through the game. You know, there's different plays and you guys. I mean, some guys do, some guys don't like watching the game on the way home. They want to wait till you know, they're, they're back and they can kind of sit down and dissect it. Um, But, uh, you know, just kind of like, oh, look what happened on this play. Look what happened on this play. And you know, it's frustrating to watch a game like that, where it's like you watch the play and you have the look you want. And there was just a mistake or two on almost every single play. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to just have to sit there and watch that and be like, oh, my gosh. If we had done that one thing, that would have been a great play. Um, or, you know, and so, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, a lot of it is just like when you see a play, hey, look at this or look at this. We could probably should have done this differently. I always screwed this up here. You know, just you kind of start talking through those things a little bit.
0: Now, obviously, you're a guy who I assume you were a guy who was just pulling out your iPad and you want to watch it pretty quickly, and you got your first start of the season at center making the move, and I guess first things first, when did you know you were going to play center, and how would you grade your first start back at your old position?
1: Um, I found out on about Tuesday. I knew for sure that that's where I was going to play, and then they had me practice there the whole week. Um... And I mean, you know, obviously there's so much to improve upon. But I felt like I felt like I did pretty well overall, you know, with the scheme they ran, um, you know, to help us pick up some other things. They left me isolated one on one a lot, especially in, in pass protection, and I felt like I did a solid job doing that. And I think uh, you know, obviously there are those plays that you watch, and it's like, man, you know, I was could have done this better. There, Obviously there's so many things every week you go through and watch and things you want to fix. But I, I was, it's hard to say that I felt good about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just considering everything that was going on, but uh, I don't, I don't feel like I played terrible. Um, but it's also at the same time, just given how the game went and the outcome, it's hard to say that I feel like I played well either.
0: Sure, and I can understand that completely. Now, uh, I want to expand that out. How do you feel like the offensive line performed, and I guess just overall offensively? Because you talk about the fact that you, you felt like, okay, I performed okay, but just in re- with the result combined in it wasn't great. But how do you think the O-line did and the offense as a, as a unit?
1: Uh, well, whole offense as a unit, pretty terrible. Um, you know, when you only score – 11 points in a game, that's, that's, that's pretty poor. Um, you know, averaging third and nine, yeah, you know, that's, that's not very good football. You can't expect to convert much on third down when you're playing like that. And so there's not, I mean, there's not a whole, a lot of bright spots, uh, in a game like that. Um, but, you know, I think, I think, the O-line played decently well as a unit, Um, you know, just because, you know, there are some plays obviously that we did not do our job Mm -hmm. as well as we should have, Um, you know, and then there was obviously a lot of plays that are just kind of completely out of our control. Um, And so it was kind of a mixture of all of it. But I thought, uh, you know, honestly, I thought that for the most part, we ran the ball pretty well. That was what, if you take away some of the sacks, you know, we have 120, 125 rushing yards, which would have been our best of the season. I think we finished, still finished with 91. Correct. Yeah. Even, yeah. even with all the, with all the negative plays in the sacks. And so, and we had six runs over 10 yards, which was the most by far this year and so like there are some there are some sprinkled in semi-bright spots where it's like okay we made some steps forward it's like it's our it was our biggest rushing output but then also at the same time you know you just it gets overshadowed by just how poor of a game it was overall which you know that's the reality of it and so I mean that and that's kind of what you know a day like today is like is to go and kind of scrape this game down uh, and take everything you can from it, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, um, and make your adjustments for this week to you know, have a bounce-back game against Texas Tech.
0: Now, speaking of Texas Tech, we'll talk about that coming up next. I want to get some of your thoughts as you guys turn your attention uh, to hopefully beating the Red Raiders, getting back into the win column. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our friends over at uh, FanDuel for a moment here. Now, FanDuel's been working for a few months now. The best part is with NFL ongoing right now, you can have a lot of fun this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers, you, bet $200, you can get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose on your original bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to get in on it. And its app its app is easy, very, the app is very easy to use, excuse me. And there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over unders, and many, many more. So take advantage today. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. Once again, it's at fanduel.com slash locked on and take advantage of that offer. $200 in bonus bets guaranteed, courtesy of your friends over at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the podcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day whenever you watch this. Continuing on here with Connor Pay And, Connor, uh, so now that you guys turn your attention to Texas Tech, we learned this week that you guys are going to have a couple of players on the defensive side of the football that are done for the year. One of them is a guy I think you're pretty familiar with. You've been there together for quite a while in uh, Ben Bywater. Obviously, Tanner Wall also underwent surgery that's going to cost him the rest of the season. How difficult is it to see teammates, even if they might not play on your side of the football go down due to injury
1: it sucks you know it's never it's it's never fun ever to watch your teammates go through that you know especially guys like ben and tanner who have worked so hard all off season long to put themselves in a position to help our team and then to just have it end that way, you know, this will be Ben's second labrum surgery mm-hmm. in the last two years, which that just sucks. You know, there's no, there's a, there's no other way to go about it. And others just realize that, you know, that's kind of a reality of the game um, as crappy as it is. And, You know, for someone like me who's been pretty blessed to not really have any Mm -hmm. major injuries, anything that's kept me off the field, knock
0: on wood. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna Uh, knock on wood for you right now. Let's go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's heart—it's heartbreaking to see those guys because what everyone, what we see that everyone doesn't see is the, you know, the six a.m.s all off season long. You know, the grind of the off season and spring ball and everything leading up to them to, uh play well this season, and then to kind of have that taken away from is, is heartbreaking.
0: Now, you mentioned the fact that uh, you guys are looking towards Texas Tech, and it's time to turn the page and obviously get ready for this one. Uh, with the Red Raiders, uh, there's some history here, but it's it's very sparse. Uh, the only other time that BYU and Texas Tech have played. Do you know the only other time, uh, Connor, before I, I throw this out?
1: The only other – it's got it to have been a bowl game.
0: It's not a bowl game, actually. Really? Yeah. It, it goes back a long way. I'm going to guess 1964.
1: 1940.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Not even close. It's been a minute. Uh, and Texas Tech, actually won that game, was played in Lubbock. It was a close game, though, 21-20, to 20, the only time that the Red Raiders and the Cougars have played one another. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. It's just it's been that long, and this will be their first ever trip to Provo, Utah. But yeah. uh, uh, what are you expecting from Texas Tech in this game? Because – Similar to Kansas State, and I know this doesn't affect you because you play offense, and it's also an offensive issue. They could be having a backup, maybe their third-string quarterback start the game for them when they come to Provo.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't really you can't really hope that that's going to change anything, as you know, you learned this the last week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and um, you know, there's great quarterbacks across this entire league, regardless of where they're at on the depth chart. Um, But I think, uh, you know, Texas Tech is a good team. You know, they obviously they've had some games where they, they, uh, didn't play very well, but also, you know, they, they beat, they beat Baylor pretty good last week. And, um, you know, they have a, they have a strong, stout defense, another really good nose tackle. Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, it's. I mean, every single game is just going to be a dogfight. That's what conference play is. That's what it's meant to be. That's what you want as a player. Um, and so they're they're trying to ride the momentum, you know, of that Baylor game and keep keep building on it. And uh, see, so, yeah, I'm expecting them to come out and play hard, and, and they do a lot of really good things.
0: I'm going to lob a question that was lobbed at your head coach, Kalani Sataki, during his weekly press conference. I'm going to get your response. I'm going to see if it matches up with what he answered. I and mean, You may have heard the answer already, but nonetheless, uh, so the question was asked, last year in October, obviously you guys went 0 for in the month. You went 0-4 last year. It was a really, really tough month. A lot of things spiraled for this football program. And uh, so the, the question was posed to Kalani, and I'm going to pose it to you here. You're now 0-1 in the month of October. You've not won a game in the month of October since 2021. What makes this October different and maybe you guys better prepared to absorb this October and some of the issues you've already faced versus last year?
1: Well, it's a completely different team. You know, it's completely different leadership, completely different players. Um, you know, we were, we were fractured in a lot of ways last year before October ever came. Okay, That's just when the issues surfaced. Um, and, you know, I don't feel that at all with this team, um, and I think we're much more well-equipped. Be- a because of the guys who were here last year, yeah. and just because of the veteran transfers we brought in, who've had success other places and know what it takes to be a great team. And uh, and so, you know, I don't. I'm not worried about any of that. Um, and you know, our our focus is all on just beating Texas Tech right now. You know, and so uh, and I think that the response to the TCU game and how we today, similar to how we kind of responded after we lost to Kansas, um, you know, has been has been a positive one so far.
0: Now, Kalani answered in a little different way, but I, I actually really like that answer. I, pre- I appreciate you kind of pointing that out. He answered the fact that it's now conference play. You guys are in the middle of a conference here, and literally every game the rest of the season has stakes on it. No matter even if you guys uh, do fall by the wayside to a degree, you can still play the play the role of spoiler, that type of stuff. He said that there are stakes on every game versus, as he kind of alluded to, when you guys were independent, if you got to six wins, you already knew what bowl game you were going to. If you had six wins, seven wins, eight wins, on, on up, unless you really ran the table, you knew where you were going in the postseason. Yeah, It's a different yeah. feel this year.
1: No, for sure. And I think, uh, and I think the fan base is still a little bit caught in one in uh, independence mode where you lose one game and the sky is falling. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still right. It's early in the season. We're right in the middle mm-hmm. of, of the conference standings. Like so much can change in six games. So much, you know, and, I've I've mentioned it before. There were eight teams competing for the conference championship spot in November last year for the big 12. Um, And so, you know, it's like, yeah, we played like crap against TCU and it was really embarrassing, but there's, there's so much to get better at and so much to improve for um, because of, uh, you know, now that we're in a conference and and I think that definitely adds an element to it where, you know, the loss against Oregon last year kind of, you know, that was kind of deflating for us because like now we knew that unless a lot of things happened, we weren't really going to go to a very good bowl game. And, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit challenging mentally to deal with knowing that no matter what you do, really, you're still going to end up in somewhere like freaking Shreveport, Louisiana, or, uh um, New Mexico and New Mexico is actually fine. Shreveport is terrible, but New Mexico is actually not bad at all. But, um, and so I think that definitely plays a role. Um, and it's like, hey, we get back in the win column this week. We're two and two in conference play, we're right in the middle of the pack, and you can do is you can still do a lot of damage from that position.
0: Yeah, I think, absolutely, amen to that. Now, uh, homecoming is this week for BYU, and I I played homecoming football games in high school, and it's a different feel in high school, homecoming versus homecoming in college. For sure. What's been your experience with homecoming games at the collegiate level?
1: I had no idea this was a homecoming game (laughs) until you just said that. I
0: I kind of figured as much. I figured I'd I'd, I'd lob that one at you.
1: I have no freaking clue. I don't know what homecoming means at BYU. Does it mean anything? I don't know. Do they have any events? I don't know. Not going to go regardless. Uh, and so I have no idea. what. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't carry the significance that it did in high school, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, I, I, that's kind of the same thought. I, I asked Kalani that question. I'm like, you guys got a lot of events because they're having, like, the Big 12 has a bunch of people out here. They're they're having, like, a bunch of events around you as this homecoming game. But Kalani's answer was similar to yours. He's like... <laughs> Okay, it's homecoming, but we still got a football game to play and that's our focus. And we're 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 out there to perform in, uh, for football. The other stuff is all ancillary and I guess kind of built yes. around this, but the football game is the centerpiece.
1: Very much so. I mean, I don't care at all for homecoming.
0: Fair enough. All right, we will finish up this edition of the show with a couple more questions, some listener questions as well as we typically do with Connor Pay. Before we do that, though, let's talk about our good friends over at eBay Motors. They've been working with us for now. Pa- uh, passion, driving, patience is what brings home the winning trophy. Is also what keeps your ride or die alive, and that's courtesy of our friends at eBay Motors. They have everything you need to maintain your vehicle and keep it at peak performance levels, from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and many, many more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die my friends you always find exactly what you're looking for and it's all courtesy of ebay motors and with gu- ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit for your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash and with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. obviously eligible items only exclusions apply and ebay guaranteed fit is only available to u.s customers today show. Was also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. Of course, they have a new thing called Learn and Earn, my friends. The UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become financially literate, and obviously us as parents or anybody out there doesn't always have the right answers. Learn and Earn breaks down financial topics into fun bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia, and every time a family member completes a topic, you earn points that can accrue and be redeemed for gift cards to many, many stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family. Y'all can compete against one another on leaderboards and track all of your progress and it's all available inside the uccu mobile banking app so play at any time anywhere the more you play the more you learn and the more you learn the more you earn learn and earn part of uccu's award-winning be money smart youth banking program helping kids teens and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together it's all courtesy of uccu love where you bank Thank you once again for making Lockdown Cougars a part of your day. And as we get close to the finish of this weekly edition with Connor Pay, uh, Connor. By the way, I had a, a well-known member of the BYU athletic department stop me in the hall the other day. I'm not going to name him because I, I don't want to out them. I don't think they necessarily want their name out there. But they said, "Jake, I want. I just want to say Connor Pay has been awesome on your podcast. I was stunned they even watched the uh, podcast, but they gave you a compliment. So there you go. Oh,
1: well, I appreciate it. It's it's not. it's probably not very common for especially athletic administration to uh want to compliment me so <laughs> uh that's that's good
0: are you are you are you a malcontent connor
1: no, I'm not a malcontent. <laughs> I just think everybody has room to improve. Fair enough. You know, and they come and demand and expect a lot from us. So in return, I demand and expect a lot from them. And they don't necess- they aren't necessarily fans of being on the receiving end of that. They like to ask for things, they don't like to do things.
0: Hey, keeping them accountable. But I, can, I love I, them. I love them. Good. They're great. Tom, yeah.
1: Tom is a freaking stud, mm-hmm. you know, best athletic director in the country. You know, and I, and so I'm really appreciative of those guys. So I'm just joking around. Hey, kind of.
0: You're keeping them accountable. That's all that really matters. (laughs) All right. So, first question, obviously coming in, I got this from no less, I think, five different people. It came in via text, uh, comments on YouTube, and also via Twitter, Connor. Uh, People want to know what happened on that screen pass when LJ shoved you into the TCU Defender. What happened there?
1: I had no idea that even happened
0: until I watched the film. I
1: just, um, You know those screens are kind of all about timing, Mm -hmm. and so I didn't want to. I kind of was tempering myself because I didn't want to release too quick. Because if I shot out there, that guy would have been able to make a move on me and wouldn't have given LJ a chance. So I was Mm kind of tempering. I kind of felt him behind me, Mm -hmm. but you know I was kind of trying to launch myself at that guy regardless, and we kind of timed it up perfect to where right when I was going to attack the guy, LJ shoved me in the back, so I, I didn't even notice it. But then watching it on tape, I was like, oh, yeah, he gave gave me a good little shove. That was nice. (laughs) Um, But, like, in the moment, I didn't even feel him back there.
0: Okay. Well, I just trust me. I got I got a bunch of different people that were reaching out so I was like, you know what? We're going to start there with our our listener questions this week. Now. Yeah. Uh number 2 and it relates uh cuz we've t- I've talked on this podcast I recently had a son. Uh he's doing great by the way, so thank you to all of you who have reached out, the well wishes, all that type of stuff. Uh but they they asked me to ask, so the question came in uh, via Ethan uh this actually coming 2 weeks ago. It was one of the questions we did not get to last week, Connor. And he asked this yeah. question. He's like Okay, I need you to ask Connor Pay. Who is the most eligible unit in terms of like this, like uh, quarterbacks, offensive line? Who is the most eligible uh, unit in terms of dating on the BYU campus? And he says, "I want Connor to defend his offensive lineman."
1: An entire unit.
0: Or you can do it individuals if you want. Who's the, oh, most, who's the most eligible bachelor besides yourself? Obviously. Um, I mean, and, and,
1: and yeah, I mean, I have to go with my boys. On the O-line, when I think of the group with the least amount of red flags, (laughs) you know, it's the O-line by a mile. Okay. And there's, I mean... There's, there's the rare exceptions in some of those other groups. I put Keaton in that category. The Talmadge Gunthers of the world, which there may not be a more saintly human being on this planet. Well,
0: Talmadge, like married Talmadge. is married like to two or three kids at this point already anyways. So. Yeah,
1: naturally. God was like, okay, <laughs> this is about as close to perfect as we're going to get. So I okay. might as well have him be teaching some other young ones how to live this life. But um, yeah, everyone else, I would just be worried. So, I don't know. I think I, I'm definitely going to have to go with my O-line <laughs> voice for sure.
0: Okay. And, okay, so I guess that lends itself to the question. Do you guys, like, do you guys set each other up in a way? Do you guys, like, try and, like, arrange uh, for, for dates and that type of stuff? Or is that just uh, you're all on your um, own?
1: Not, like, setting up people together. That oh. hasn't happened a whole lot, maybe a few times. But, like, when we do have girls that we're hanging out with, we, we'll go on dates together. Okay. On, uh, like, either group dates or double dates if it's just a couple of you. Okay, Um, but no, there's not a lot of like playing cupid in the O line room. So, and plus, I don't know. (laughs) She got some tough material to work with. So I don't know if, uh, yeah, it's I don't know if I don't know if it's possible to play cupid in the O line room. Well, I've also got. But I think look, once you get past the obesity and the looks, man, we're all just great guys.
0: Hey. I I, I I love that answer. Um, I don't know. Do you know who Jake Caressa is by chance?
1: Uh, that's uh, yes. Former, I don't know him like well, okay. but I know who he is.
0: Former BYU offensive lineman. I've gotten to know him fairly well. Yeah. He played in the early two thousands for BYU. He always liked to describe himself, and he still uses to this day. I probably could get him on this podcast. He still say, it. "I." He always <clears> described himself as big, sexy, walking around BYU campus. So you know, you do what you got to do.
1: I mean. He said it, not me, but I'm not going to dispute it. <laughs> right.
0: Fair enough. Um, all right. Let's see. We got time for probably one more here. Uh, this one comes in. Let me click on this right here. Uh, comes in via David. And David asked this. Can you ask Connor uh, in terms of his favorite thing about being at BYU, whether it's uh, a class, a, uh, uh, I don't know, anything, what What has been some of your maybe favorite moments and things you've done while you've been a student athlete at BYU?
1: Outside of football,
0: I'm guessing. Probably. Sure. Yeah. And I, I yeah, yeah, I think I think it'd be outside of football, correct?
1: Uh, well, it's definitely not going to be anything school related. <laughs> um, I guess outside of business school, the business school is great. The G's are a nightmare. Sure. Um, I think my favorite part about being at BYU, I guess it does. It is, I lied, it is related to school. Um, is the, you know, the kind of the, because we're a private university, you know, we can kind of, we can kind of teach, we can teach the gospel in, in all those different class settings, which I think has been really cool. We kind of come into an academic setting, um, especially a university setting and still have teachers, you know, relate concepts that we're learning about, um, to the gospel. Okay. Um, which which for me as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is, I enjoy that a lot um, just because I feel like it helps um, bring kind of a natural balance to my life a little bit, um, where because of the environment BYU provides, you know, you don't have to go out of your way to keep the gospel a focal point, you know, that you're surrounded by people who are going to help you do it, you know, professors included. Um, and I think that's why so many people are attracted to BYU, regardless of your faith or your denomination, just because, you know, there's just something about being around believing people, you know, whether those beliefs are the same or not, you know, there's a difference and you go to other campuses and especially colleges, universities, belief in God is just not a, it's not a thing. Most places, you know, most kids don't care, especially at college ages, um, and so it's a really unique place in in that aspect. And I'd have to say that that's probably my my favorite thing about being a a student athlete at BYU is the blending of a university education that's top notch, but also with an intertwined, um, you know, sometimes you don't even realize it in a moment, but gospel education as well.
0: Can we, like, bottle that and send that out to every, like, possible recruit that BYU's chasing right now? Like, that was a phenomenal answer, sir.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I pulled that right out of my butt. So well, I'm glad
0: I'm, it was a good answer. I'm just saying, like, Kalani Satake, Aaron Roderick, any of these coaches who went on the recruiting trail, they should take – I'm going to send that clip to them and say, hey, you can use this as, like, a testimonial.
1: Oh, there you go. All right. Well, send me the royalties uh, on it. Yeah, there you go. We'll see. In what this we... age of NIL, you can't do that for free. Sorry. Bingo. Sorry,
0: you are a smart man, Connor <laughs> Pay. I, I like that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of BYU Football with Connor Pay. Of course, we'll be back next week uh, talking about whatever happens against Texas Tech. And then a big one, Connor, headed to Texas uh, a week from Saturday. We'll break all that down next week. Um, by the way, I, I do this all the time. Anything else you need to get off your chest before we go on today's show?
1: Anything I need to get off my chest? There's a lot of things I want to get off my chest, but they're not—they're not appropriate for the show. Keep, I don't think. Keep,
0: keep them PG rated, okay? Is that, that's. Is,
1: um. Yeah, I know nothing in the PG category.
0: Okay, fair enough. Maybe if you maybe if you like get an NIL deal that's sweet enough, Connor will give you the PG thirteen version. How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll just have to release a special episode that's Mark's TV MA. <laughs>
0: We'll see what we can do. Well, Connor, thanks as always. Look forward to (laughs) catching up with you next week, all right? Thank you. Always a blast. All right, there you go. That's Connor Pay. Of course, I'm Jay Catch. A big thank you for all your support of the podcast, as always. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow talking all things BYU Sports. It's a crossover edition of the podcast tomorrow. Chris Level from Locked On Red Raiders joins me to talk about Texas Tech and BYU uh, from his perspective, and obviously mine as well. We'll get to that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for making it your first listen to the day, and thank you for being everydayers with us right here on Locked On Cougars. See ya.